1: I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. How is it August already? I mean, wasn't it just February like yesterday? It's so crazy. I was thinking about all of those money goals that I set at 2020. I don't know if, if you had a few yourself, but somehow I'm, I'm looking at August and thinking, wow, I, I'm not sure I've hit many of these money goals. But I find the summer still, even in this crazy year, to be a great time to look at your money and your goals and see if there are any ways to, in essence, put your money on autopilot so you can make sure that you hit those goals. If you haven't put any of your money on autopilot, it's kind of a cool thing. It doesn't mean you aren't checking in on your money and it doesn't mean you're not saying, hey, how are you doing? What's going on every week or every month with your money? But it does mean that you are effectively getting your money to work for you and not against you. Autopilot can feel very scary, (laughs) especially if your money flows all over the place every single month. But hopefully This reboot episode will inspire you to imagine the possibilities and think about even small ways you can put your money on autopilot so you can make sure that you hit at least some of your money goals this year. You're listening to Millennial Money with
0: award-winning money expert and serial entrepreneur Shauna Compton Game, where we flip the script on the old school approach to everything your parents never taught you about money. Each week,
1: I love doing these Ask Shauna episodes, I think because there's so many incredible questions that you have, and I love that you make me think about money sometimes in a different way or try to figure out maybe a different way to propose some solutions or some ideas. I mean, I was just talking about this to somebody earlier today that we're like, Just on the border of 500 episodes, which is absolutely crazy to me. And they were asking me, you know, how do I come up with all these topics? And I think I said this last podcast episode, I have no idea how I come up with these topics, they just kind of fall into my lap. But when you send in a question, it's so awesome because a lot of times those questions then help me think a little bit different about money and help me position an episode. So we've got three that we're going to tackle today. And I normally like to tackle a question in each episode, but sometimes I think it's fun just to batch up these questions. So we have a whole episode that is dedicated 100% to you. And I know that there are so many other people listening to these episodes, to these questions, and my hope is that at least one of these questions touches you in some way, and you can maybe just gleam a little bit of information that you can apply in your own life or in your own situation, and hopefully it makes you feel a little bit better about your finances at the end, because... Oh, that's just kind of my goal in life. So the first question actually came over Instagram, which is super fun. If you want to send me a DM on Instagram with a question, I would love to get it that way. You can just find me at Shauna Game, S H A N N A H G A M E. I know it's a, it's a tough spelling. My parents needed seven letters starting with an S. And so somehow they came up with Shauna. There's really no other science strategy behind it. I believe that my aunt came up with the name. And I think if I remember correctly, she said it meant something like fierce lion in the jungle, which I think is really funny. And look, even if it's totally made up, I'm sort of excited by that. I I kind of like that name. I kind of like that, that, uh, you know, that definition behind it. I'll be a fierce lion in the jungle not always fierce, but I try to be. I really do. Anyway, back to the question. So, hey, Shauna, still listening to the podcast, and I love it. Are there any goals in the future to make a podcast on how we can use technology to improve our finances? Maybe run our finances on autopilot? As someone who loves finance and tech and likes to use tech to make my life easy, I'd love to see how to incorporate it into your financial lifestyle. I know you've covered similar things to this with apps, and I always found them really enjoyable. This is a great question. I love the idea of thinking about, especially with technology and the way technology is helping us, sometimes hurting us, but but more or less helping us think about our money in a different way and really put it on that autopilot status. And when I was thinking about this, I thought, okay, what are some of the things that I really wanna share with you And also some of the things that I also want you to think about, maybe why you wouldn't want your money on complete autopilot. And I think for most of us, there's a good balance between autopilot and manual. And I think pretty much across the board, that is going to apply to most people. I'm certainly that way. There's a lot of things that I just like to do on my own. I like to create my own list or write out my own expenses or go through some of the exercises that I talk about on this podcast a lot myself and I can't really do that with an app and sometimes I get in these, I guess like frame of mind where I get tired of using an app. I get tired of looking at the screen and, and trying to figure it out and I can't see everything and it gets frustrated and then there's other times where I love the apps and the apps help me Refocus, they help me figure out areas where I can be better with my money. So you might be totally a tech person, or you might be on the other end of the spectrum where you're just a manual person. So I think the whole moral of everything is you have to figure out what works best for you. And if tech overwhelms you, if the idea of putting another app on your phone is something that makes you want to curl up in the corner and vomit. (laughs) Please don't do that. Please stick with manual. These are just suggestions. And then I think another thing to think about when I was thinking about this question is, and I've thrown out this, it's not really like a secret because I think everybody knows about it, but I've thrown out this idea in four or five different articles that I've been quoted in lately. And I come back to it because even I lose my way, but the idea of scheduling a money date or time with yourself, time with your partner, time with your cat or your dog, whoever in your life you talk to about money and share expenses with is a must. And calendaring out just a small amount of time every week. So for me, it's Sunday afternoons and I calendar out a half hour time period where I go over my finances, we go over them together, we look at what's coming up, we look at the goals, we just really dial in. And you know what? It doesn't even take a full half hour. It usually takes between 15 to 20 minutes. And the rest of the time we're talking about silly stuff or we're dreaming about things or... you know, it's it's just, it's fun time for us. And so it really turns into less of a chore and like more of a, like a true date because we always have a beverage involved (laughs) and a snack. And it's always now, uh, you know, before football time and after we've had maybe, you know, something fun that we've done on a Sunday. So we put it in a time slot that is, it's, it's good for us. It makes sense for us. And there's going to be different times for you throughout the week. And so you got to find that time slot that makes sense for you. But you really, you don't need more than like a half hour to do this. Honestly, you might not even need a half hour. So just a few things to think about before we we dive into this. You got to know yourself And you got to experiment a bit. So maybe try some apps, maybe try some things on autopilot. If those things aren't working, maybe take them off autopilot and and try the manual way yourself first or second or third or whatever. You know, it took me quite a long time to dial in a strategy that works for me. And I know that that's the same with everybody else that I've worked with. So let's talk about budget. Budget. How do we put our budget on autopilot? Well, we're definitely going to look at some apps. So two of my favorites that I talk about all the time in Nauseam that you're probably sick of hearing about, but they're still my favorite apps, is Clarity Money and You Need a Budget. With You Need a Budget, you do have to do some manual lifting. So you can't just put in your bank account, put in your credit cards, and just let the sucker run. You actually have to spend some time in it and pay attention to what's going on. But those are two of my favorites to really get a sense of where your money is going. And in fact, I use them together every month because Clarity Money is good visually. It visually helps you figure out ways to save money. It visually helps you figure out where you're spending your money. And You Need a Budget is more like just a robust budgeting tool where you can set goals and you can figure out how to allocate all of your money so that it's working for you every single month. Now, if you're self-employed, you have a side hustle, you run a business, I love FreshBooks to manage my business expenses as well. And the reason why I love it is because it auto-populates into categories and I can use the app to snap a picture of... Any expense, this is so helpful when we travel because we are notorious for, I'm not going to say losing, (laughs) I'm going to say misplacing certain receipts that we inevitably need later. In fact, we just had this situation. We just went to Indianapolis and we rented a car literally for like two days to drive from Indianapolis to South Bend, Indiana because my family has had Notre Dame season tickets. For 45 years, I think. And if you know anything about college football, you know that Notre Dame has this like mystique and this legacy. And it is like an experience. And I've never been to a game with my parents. So we were in the area. We all were in the area, ironically. And so we went to this the kickoff game of the college football season against Michigan. Sorry, any Michigan fans, if you're listening, sorry, we won. You didn't. Thank God that worked out in our favor. (laughs) Anyway, so we rented a car to drive and um, we rented it online. We used Costco, which I use all the time. Seriously, if you have a Costco membership, their travel discounts for car rentals are bar none the best I've ever found. I can usually beat anybody else's rate with the Costco rate. It just is like a no-fail approach for me. Anyway, so we rented this car. And we rented it in Indianapolis, and we returned it in Chicago at the airport. And they gave us a receipt. Of course, we have all these bags, and I just shoved the receipt somewhere, and I don't know where it went. So then I was looking at my credit card bill, and I was like, wait a minute. They charged hundred and eighty dollars for gas? It was insane. I mean, how do you even put $180 in a car? You can't. It's it's impossible. And so I called them and they said, okay, well, you have to send us the receipt that you actually purchased gas, which we had purchased gas, but of course we couldn't find that stupid receipt either. So I went on, you know, my ATM, I, you know, basically took out all the other charges, just put that one there so I could prove that we actually did put gas in the car. Long story short, of course, we got the money refunded to us. But the moral of the story is, had I not looked, we would have been screwed. We would have been out 180 some on stupid dollars had I not actually been diligent with looking A, but B, of course, having the receipt. So my whole point is it's awesome when you find an app that you can take a picture of the receipt, because then if you are forgetful, you've got it right there. So savings, we move from budget to savings. Uh, we've talked about acorns on the podcast. I like acorns a lot because they're doing some really cool things, but you can also invest your savings. So if you're new to investing, acorns is like a really good way or even stash you may have heard of to kind of like dip your toes in the water and get started. Also thinking about like a high yield savings account where we can auto debit directly from your bank account into your high yield savings account. Beautiful, love them. Um, Ally Bank, Capital One, three hundred and sixty. You've got Synchrony. You've got Marcus by Goldman Sachs. Uh, Discover has one. American Express has them. The whole idea is that you're just earning more interest for your money, and more money is a good thing. <laughs> we want more money for our money, so that's a great way to put your money on auto on autopilot is just to auto debit. So I guess autopilot equals auto debit, and you're just funding your savings each month. Then we, of course, we go into like retirement accounts. We've got like a Roth IRA or a regular IRA that we can auto debit as well each month. And, you know, our savings goal, our ultimate savings goal is 20% per month of our take-home pay, which also includes any employer match that is going into our 401k. That may seem like a lot of money. 20% might seem like a really big number to you right now. And you may be in a life stage where you're like, Shauna, that's not even humanly possible for me. I can maybe save 1%. Great. Put that 1% on auto debit, automatically put that into your retirement, just something, commit to something on this autopilot system so that your money is growing, your money is working for you and not against you. Listen, if you've been using Mint to manage your money, I have got some news for you. First, the bad news. As you might know, Mint is shutting down for good, but the good news Well, there is a way better alternative that is a personal favorite of mine, Monarch Money. And I'm not the only lover of Monarch Money. Many Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and just raving about it. I used to manage my money with an Excel spreadsheet I know, so archaic, and it was so time-consuming. I tried all of the apps. Financial anxiety, anyone? Yeah, you're not alone. But worrying about it, it doesn't help. EarnIn does. EarnIn is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the EarnIn app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 per day as you work and leave an additional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So how would you spend the money you get from earn Well, honestly, my hubby and I have been feeling a little bit disconnected lately. That's what happens after you've been together about 12 years. So I would spend the money on a special date night with dinner and maybe bowling, you know, to bring back some of that giggly excitement that we both felt at the beginning. Make earn a part of your financial routine and join earn over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earn I think about financial stability, security, gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download EARNIN today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the EARNIN app, type in TALKIN, T-A-L-K-A-N, money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. TALKIN' money under podcast. Subject to your available earnings location, daily max, and pay period max. See EARNIN.com slash T-O-S for details. Ernan is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC.
0: I'm Samantha Cole, host of the new season of Understood: the Pornhub Empire. Over the course of four episodes, I'll tell you how a horny YouTube knockoff in Canada came to dominate the porn world, only to shatter their cheeky reputation in a massive scandal. The Pornhub Empire is a new season of Understood from the CBC. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Karina Bemisterfer, host of Morning Cup of Murder, your daily true crime podcast. Yes, you heard me right. Daily true crime.
1: Every day, Morning Cup of Murder tells you a straightforward, short-form story about murder, true crime, cold cases, disappearances, serial killers, cults, and more. And I do that all in under 15 minutes. With over three years of stories and over 20 million downloads, the Morning Cup of Murder podcast has become a staple of so many people's daily routines. So why not add it to yours? Stream Morning Cup of Murder everywhere you listen to podcasts, and remember, stay safe. You can also use robo-advisors, if you want to invest in a Roth IRA or IRA, places like Betterment, you may have heard of them a lot. For my female listeners, there's Ellevest or traditional companies like Vanguard, Fidelity, all of those, you can set up accounts and you can auto-debit from your bank account and you can really put this on autopilot. Now, with that said, you still got to be looking at where your money's going. Is your money growing? Is it invested in the right places? Is it matching your risk tolerance? All of these things you have to stay on top of. Even if you have everything on autopilot, you still got to have some awareness of what's going on with your money. That's where these weekly money dates come in hand because you can have everything on autopilot, but then you can also do the check-in so that you're being smart. I talk about Bloom all the time. That's Bloom with three O's. They're a great way to help you put your 401k on autopilot, help you get rid of, you know, these silly, crazy expenses that may be lurking in your 401k. And ultimately, they help you boost your return. So a great way to put your 401k on autopilot. It's kind of like Already on autopilot if you're deducting a percentage, but Bloom helps you make sure that you're maximizing that amount that's on autopilot. Hope that makes sense. For bills, of course, you can put bills on autopay with your bank account. Um, There's even an online bank I wanted to talk about quickly. It's called Simple, and I really like them. I think they're a good solution. I don't use them, but I know a lot of people that do use them, and I've spent some time looking into them. But you can essentially budget, save, and set goals with a bank account all wrapped into one. So, I think that's a great option for somebody who's looking for like a really simplistic way to kind of bundle this all together. I would definitely look at Simple. And you know, just don't sit back with things on autopilot. Check in at least once a month, if not every week. If you can't do every week, totally fine. I get it. Cool. I'm going to let you off the hook. But once a month you really owe it to yourself and it's funny, I get pushed back a lot when I talk about this because the common thing is to be like, Well, I don't really want to check in with my money. But I mean, why are you working? Why are you even earning money if you don't care to actually look in on your money? It seems crazy to me. And I was the person who years ago would never look at my ATM receipt. I hated it. I would get an ATM receipt and I would turn it into origami or I would fold it up, put it in my wallet and I had this entire stack of ATM receipts that I never looked at because I had this crazy thing about looking at numbers and it was never that I didn't have money in my account. It was just I didn't like to look at the numbers. So don't be like me then. Be like the me now who knows how powerful it is to check in on things even when you don't feel great about what's in your bank account. Phew! Okay, that was a doozy of a question. So let's move on to the next question from Karina. Karina says, I'm already thinking ahead for tax season and had a question about hiring a CPA. I never had, but I'm starting to think that it might make sense this tax season. It might make it a lot easier. How do you recommend I look for one? I don't even know where to start I started through Yelp this past year and found shady people are people who are charging tons of dollars. Ultimately, ended up going through H&R Block online and I wasn't super helpful. Any advice is greatly appreciated. This is a great question. And of course, it's never too early to talk about tax time. And I'm going to bore you to death at the beginning of next year with a lot of different things about taxes that I think you should be thinking about. But... This is a great question because I think it's never too early to think about it. And if you want to just say womp womp now, I'm right there with you. (laughs) I don't don't like it. Who likes taxes? I don't like taxes, but we got to talk about this stuff. So I think a great way of thinking about this is a CPA or an accountant can definitely help you in a lot of ways. They can help you make sure that you're maximizing your deductions, which means more money for you. They can help you figure out whether you're saving enough money in your 401k, and they can help you figure out if you're claiming enough exemptions or maybe even too many. So basically, they're just they're helping you dial in your taxes. And I would say for everybody, even if you only do this one or two times in your life, it's worth the expense because of the value that a good, a good, I'm putting that in air quotes, a good CPA can bring you. You will pay a higher fee for a CPA than you will through using online taxes. There's just no way around it. But again, it could be worth it, especially if you've gone through any big milestone in life. Like maybe you've bought a house, you're having a baby, you're getting married, maybe even divorce. Whatever milestone or big life stage you're going through, that usually signifies that it might be a great time to look for a CPA. And there isn't like a great place that I can recommend to you. You can look for recommendations. I think the best place is start with your friends and family who use a CPA already. See who they know. See what they like. Interview those CPAs. Find one that fits for you. And also I would say, look, if there are any CPAs listening on this podcast, send me an email so I can make sure and refer you to those of us who are listening who are looking for a fellow millennial money podcaster who is a CPA. I also found this service on LinkedIn. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. It, it says it recommends CPAs in your area. And I used it for Los Angeles and, you know, they pulled up some pretty good people. So I think that might be a great resource for you. And I also know that H&R Block, they do have offices with professionals that you can meet with face-to-face. So that's another thing to think about. And lastly, interestingly enough, the IRS website also has a good listing of professionals and some guidelines to help you choose someone. So I'm going to put all those links in the show notes. They're just some things for you to think about. But my best advice is, in general, try to interview at least two if not three people so that you get a feel for like who these people are, what type of clients do they have, what are their fees? Is it going to be worth it for you? How they can help you. Ask them questions. Don't just take what they're giving you. This is your money. This is the service that you need. So ask a lot of questions and you know find someone that you feel like you can really get a good relationship with that you can trust, that you can feel comfy handing over your taxes to this person. Okay, we're, th- we're through the taxes. <laughs> Thanks for hanging in there. I had to put that question in the middle so that we didn't all fall off. So this is another question I got over Instagram and uh, it's from Corey and Corey says, hey Shauna, first I'd like to say I love the podcast. It helped me a lot in the past, so thank you for that. I'm actually here because I have a question. About a month ago, I walked out on my last job. I started my new job that same day. With that said, I went from $14.25 an hour, 60 plus hours each week, all the way down to $10 an hour, 40 hours a week. Then I was blindsided by having to move. I had to use up all my savings. I'm just looking for the best way to rebuild my savings. That's a great question because I think we all can relate to that. We've all been at different points in time where maybe we had to make a career change, and maybe it was unexpected. Maybe the move situation came in. We had to move. Maybe we wanted to move to be around a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And suddenly we looked at our savings account and we didn't like the numbers that were in there, or they were completely vaporized. The numbers just went away. And it's always hard. I, I have this trouble too, whenever I have to dip into my savings. I'm like, oh, I know it's there for me to dip into but <laughs> okay we're going back to my crazy thing about numbers but I I don't like to see numbers go lower it's really I have this this hang up it's it's crazy because obviously this is what I'm called to do in life but uh it's tricky with my own numbers so I like to be honest with that because I think a lot of you maybe can relate to that so I think there's you know there's a lot that you had happened to you in a short period of time. So I could see how your savings has evaporated, but I also love that you're thinking about it and you're trying to figure out ways to rebuild it because a lot of people don't get to that stage. They just sort of spend the time wallowing in, I don't have money and you know, then nothing happens there. So some of the things to think about, I think start with a goal in mind first of how much you actually want to save And how much you can save per month. It will really help you stay on track. And I think one of the most important things is just to make it realistic. If your number is like, well, I would really like to have saved $10,000, but you know, $10,000 is going to take you a long time. And that's not realistic. Make it something lower. Make it $1,000 or $500, something that is, is going to be more motivating for you. And where you're going to be able to achieve that goal. And then you're like, okay, well, I can set another goal from here. But having that goal in mind, it it helps you figure out or frame different, maybe it's like modifications or alterations in your spending. Maybe you think about getting a side hustle or something else where you can bring in extra money in a short period of time. And, you know, I wish there was a better secret to share, but really the whole secret is it just comes down to A, I either lower my expenses or B, I increase my income. And both of those choices are good and not good (laughs) all in one. So I I think keeping an eye on your expenses each week, although it sounds boring and mundane and you're like, of course I know that, but... Most of us don't do that, but keeping your eye on your expenses each week, it's one of the best tips. It doesn't sound fun, but it can help you literally find money in your bank account. And I say this so many times, but I know that it is powerful and that it can positively happen in anybody's bank account. When I had negative numbers in my bank account, I was able to find money only because I was looking at this every single week and I was making calculated choices. And even if some weeks it was only $5 that I could find that I could save, it was still money and it was powerful and it was empowering to me because I felt like I had some sort of control over this, that everything wasn't out of control. Again, go back to the side hustle. Can you get a side hustle for a short period of time just to boost up your savings or can you work overtime? What are the options that are available with what you've got right now, with the job you've got right now? And if it it doesn't present itself in the job you got, okay, are there any other options with now you've freed up some extra time? Can you do some sort of side hustle just to boost up your savings? You have to do it forever, just in the short-term period of time. And the apps that we've already talked about, like Clarity Money, it's a great one to help you figure out ways that you can save money on your monthly bills. To carve out savings. So they look at the bills that you're paying each month, like your utilities, your phone bill, things like that, and they help you figure out if there are better alternatives for you. And then they'll let you know what that difference in price each month will be. So if you start carving out money in all of these different ways before you know it, you can rebuild or at least start to build your savings back up. And utilities is like the sneaky place that we don't normally think about. Why would we need to think about our utilities that we could even save money with our utilities? But it's one place where savings could be lurking. And I say this because I talk about this all the time, this negotiation thing. I do it at least once a year where I call literally every single bill company that we have and try to figure out, are we on the best plan? Is there a better plan? Is there a way maybe I could bundle things and save money? Like, What am I missing? And every time I do this, we save money. Sometimes it's a lot of money. Sometimes it's 50 plus dollars a month. Sometimes it's a smaller amount, like a couple of dollars a month. But it always feels like a win because if we're thinking about our money differently, more money is more money is more money. And if, if we do that in a lot of different places, that suddenly starts to add up. And you can get to a place where you've suddenly freed up a A you know, a fairly large amount of money each month just because you're asking questions and you're actively engaged in your finances. So these were three amazing questions. If you have a question, please feel free. There's a link in the show notes. Always you can directly go over to my website, enter in a question. You can be sure to tell me if you don't want me to say your name at all. If you don't want me to say certain details, you can let me know. I'm happy to deliver the questions however you want them delivered. But I think this is fun. This is fun to answer these questions and to know that other people that are listening to this podcast are going through maybe the same things in life that you're going through. And I don't know about you, but that makes it fun for me. It makes me feel like... We're all on this together. We're not, you know, just on this solo island trying to figure out what in the world to do with our money so that we can actually live the life that we want to live. And that's what makes doing this podcast super, super fun for me. Thanks so much for checking out this episode. And a big thanks to our sponsors that make this show possible. Remember to subscribe in your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. But before you leave, I want to empower you to embrace where you are today, the good and the not-so-good. And remember, nothing lasts forever. Just keep taking small steps every day and remember how awesome you truly are. Hey, you.
0: Yes, you. Before you go, we want to say thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Money. For all the links, tags, and ads you've heard on today's episode, check out the show notes or go to mmoneypodcast.com where you'll find more episodes to share with your friends. While you're at it, leave us a review and make sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss out on all the money tips and tricks that will take you from a millennial regular to a millennial money expert. See you back here in a few days with a fresh new episode.